0: Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: Praise God. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wanna talk about, I'm building up to the spirituality of giving, but then I introduced a topic during the week and this is something you have to get used to. You have to get used to the fact that um, some of the topics will be introducing them during the week, okay? we Will be introducing them during the week. And so it would be important for you to ensure that you're taking note of our social platforms. So if you don't know the topic I already introduced, um, either it's your first time coming, or you're a regular visitor who's not in the groups, or you are busy checking memes instead of checking the WhatsApp groups. (laughs) Which one are you? (laughs) So I introduced a topic called the spirituality of life. Okay? I introduced a topic called the spirituality of life. And I was just trying to show us that life is spiritual. Many of us interpret the world from the physical perspective, but have never learned to interpret the world from the spiritual perspective. And that will help you in understanding God. John 4, verse 23 and 24 Jesus gives us a very important way of understanding God. He says something interesting. He says, but the hour is coming and now is when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. And he gives us the reason in the next verse. He says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. If you read over there in Hebrews, we are told that He is the father of our spirits. Is the father of our spirits so God is spirit and we must learn how the spiritual realm operates as a matter of fact if you had to read 1st Corinthians 12 verse 1 when it says now brethren concerning spiritual gifts I don't want you to be ignorant If you had to read it from the actual word that was used, that's why if you use the NKJV or something, you'll notice that the gifts is in italics. It's because the translators were trying to understand it, so they added the word gifts. How it read initially is now concerning spirituals. I don't want you to be ignorant. So being ignorant about spirituals is something that's not needed for believers. In the Old Testament, you observe something. Genesis chapter 4, we notice Cain and Abel both come to give a sacrifice. The Bible says God had respect for Abel's sacrifice, but didn't have respect for Cain's. And when Cain was downcasted, God said, if you do what's right, won't you not be accepted? Meaning in the spiritual realm, there were certain things that had to be done which were Right? And now others think that when they would sacrifice, like maybe they would bring a lamb or they would bring a cow, like the smoke would fly to heaven, make a turn, knock at the gate, and then God would smell it and say, Yeah, I like that. That's that, that smells good. But in actual fact, there was it was the spiritual aroma that would go to heaven that was necessary. So I want you to understand that God is spiritual and Even when we do physical things, heaven interprets them from a spiritual perspective. I'll give you an example, which I used. I'm just giving you a brief recap. The example that I used was an example of a computer. How many of you know that a computer without an operating system might not be able to do much, okay? Now, for those who don't know what an operating system is, many of us here use what, Windows, right? Our computers, have you noticed when you switch it on, it says Windows 10. If it still says Windows XP, there's a problem. So you notice it says Windows 10, right? Now, that's the software through which the computer will operate. So without that software installed, your your functionality is limited. You can't actually do anything with it. Now, once it's installed, you'll notice that when you're typing on the computer, you'll type Frederick, Okay? but the computer doesn't know Frederick. The computer interprets it in its own way. There are digital signals that are sent in the computer that are interpreting those things and afterwards it will give you feedback written Frederick. So we may have done something physical but we are doing it. <laughs> I hope somebody's hearing me. That's the same way heaven operates. We may be saying I have come to give back to you then in heaven it's interpreted as an aroma. There is a way God interprets it. Life is spiritual. The day you understand that, by the way, it will also change the way you live. For example, you won't go about giving your body to just about anyone. If you're not married, you understand there's a spiritual significance of it. Imagine something that can create a person with a body, soul, and spirit. You can't take it casually. Praise God. Now, I wanted us to understand that God has a temple. And you can see that from Revelations 11 and verse 19. In heaven, there is a temple. There's a physical one here. We've got physical ones. But heaven also has a temple. When God was telling Moses, create the tabernacle and all those things, it was just a picture of what heaven is like. There's actually a temple. You would like to visit it, eh? It says, then the temple of God was opened in heaven. Where was it? In heaven. And the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple. And there were lightnings, noises, thunderings, earthquakes, and great hell. There's a temple in heaven. The day you realize that, you understand that when we worship him in spirit, there's a way it's received in heaven okay so a few ways in which we can be represented in the temple of god in heaven is simply by sacrifices and i want to show you a few sacrifices the first one the sacrifice of your body which will be interpreted in you living a holy life and also just generally using your body for the glory of god Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 6. Look at verse 12. Notice what he says. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 12. He says, says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And then, give me the next verse. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy both of it and them. So you understand why we eat, right? Food for the stomach. Then he says, the body is not for sexual morality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. Your body is for the Lord. Say, my body is for the Lord. And when you read Romans 12 and verse 1 from the Amplified, it says, I appeal to you, brethren, and beg of you in the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties As a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service, and spiritual worship. Praise the Lord. So when it's time to praise the Lord and we lift our hands as a sacrifice before God, that's us using our bodies to glorify God. That's why don't be the only one. Oh, when we are giving God our praise and worship, you are like this. That's not being smart. How do you think, no, that, that's, that's, that's wrong. That's wrong. You don't do that. If, you, if you've been doing that before, that, that means you've been uncultured. So this is now an opportunity to be cultured. <laughs> Learn to lift your hands. Okay. It shouldn't be abnormal for you as a believer to get on your knees for God. It shouldn't be abnormal for you as a believer to prostrate yourself for God. Because your body is one way of, um, it, 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 it's an opportunity to dedicate something to God. It's a living sacrifice. Praise God. Somebody say glory to God. glory to God. And you never look down upon those who come do arts for us, do dances for us. You may be seeing people doing dance routines. How is heaven interpreting it? Praise God. Another one is when we speak words. There's a sacrifice of words. Hosea 14 verse 2 says, Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity, receive us graciously, for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. It says, take words with you. Go before God's presence with words. Say something. Praise God. Like, take words with you be it from you that you can't just give god words just words imagine that's what he asked for he says take words with you and i can show you also from hebrews and chapter 13 and verse 15 hebrews 13 and verse 15 it says therefore by him let us continually not once it says let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to god that is the fruit of our lips Giving thanks to his name. It's a sacrifice to God. It's a pleasing sacrifice. Take words with you. Somebody say, I will not be silent. I will not be silent. Somebody say, glory to, God. glory to God. Just you saying glory to God. That's a sacrifice to him. Wow. Praise God. Just take words with you. Praise God. The third one is our service to God. Our service to God. You may be laughing memes about that brother who after church packs all the chairs and carries them. But the question is, how does God interpret that? (laughs) Praise God. How does God interpret that brother who packs all the chairs? Hallelujah. How does God interpret the people that Ensure that the service was put together today. Yeah. You find that others who traveled. When I use traveled, I, I know what I'm talking about. Some people travel for service. And somebody lives just there. And is not bothered by how the chair got in. How it was got out. It should bother you a little bit. You know what I mean, eh? Praise God. It should, so there's what is called service to God. Praise God. I think it was the other week when we had challenge, we had a challenge with sound. One person will be thinking, Ah, these people, how can they have a challenge with sound? Another person will be thinking, What can we do about it? Praise God. And guess what? We all have an opportunity to do something about such things. In case you didn't know, the reason the challenge isn't there anymore is because we replaced the device. Now why were we able to replace the device? It's because we had given partnership last time and we kept some for a rainy day. <laughs> so that means if at all you participated congratulate yourself. You are the reason why we have sound today. And how does heaven interpret that? Heaven interprets that as a sacrifice. So there is serving. Never look down on serving. Serve God zealously. Paul said, God whom I serve with my spirit. Number four, there is our prayers, okay? Uh, Revelations 5 verse 8, when you read it, you'll notice that the angel brings incense with the prayers of the saints. Let your prayers be found among them, eh? When the incense has been done in heaven, let the prayers be found among them. Now, all those I mentioned in the video, so very quickly, number five, being good to people. Being good. Hebrews 13 verse 16. Hebrews 13 verse 16. Hey! Somebody say glory. Glory. Say it again. Glory. Notice what it says. But do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, have you observed the word there? Sacrifices. What happens? God is pleased. You know, even if I ended there, That would be amazing, don't you think? But you don't want me to end there, right? Notice what he says. Do not forget. That means it's possible to forget. When was the last time you were good to someone for free? Goodness is about being good for free. As in it's not... Listen, brethren... We all know about the aspect of taking opportunities and all those things, but there are moments you must learn to just be good for the sake of being good because you are just a good person. It's not even about no, so that one day if I need them, you might never need them. You know, sometimes you know that you're growing in the fruit of the Spirit when you help people who may never help you. It's one thing to help a friend who you know can help you. It's another thing to help someone who may never have the capacity to help you. (laughs) Praise God. He says, do not forget to do good and to share. As in, they should... Do you know why this... Do you know why this blesses God? I'll tell you one reason why. Imagine that... Imagine this, eh? Imagine somebody is collecting their degree and they're saying oh god thank you and that thank you was birthed because you helped someone with an assignment without that help god would have never received that thank you imagine that No wonder the Bible says God takes pleasure in and is unwilling to do without a cheerful prompt to do it giver. Imagine there's somebody crying out to God for a miracle and God sends you as the miracle. Think about that. So often we pray for divine helpers. How often are we divine helpers ourselves? So set it upon your heart to do good. I was giving an example to the first service people that, you know, there's a habit I noticed in Zambia where people only do good if there's money involved. Like somebody is stuck in the road just to help pushing their car. <laughs> I know that, don't you think that's a bit too much? Surely is that an, is that an investment opportunity? Someone is stuck in the road. <laughs> So you know, I gave this example. There was a time I was I was, I was flying back from China, and there was this very tall woman, and she left something very expensive by the by the checkpoint. So after I passed, I noticed it was hers, and so I carried it and ran after her, and you know she couldn't speak English. I think she was replying in French. I'm like, excuse me, I don't know we'll vous play or something like that, and I handed it over to her. The shock in her face. She wanted to cry. I don't know who it was for. I don't know what it was for. I don't know how much she spent on it. And I immediately left her alone because I didn't want her to think I wanted money in return for it. But she may have even forgotten. God won't. God won't. So it says, do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices... God is pleased. And sometimes it's a sacrifice because people are not always grateful. But something that I learned, never regret the good you've done in people. Just don't regret it. Praise God. Acts 9 verse 36. I want to show you something. Remember in the Old Testament, the sacrifice, the aroma, and then God would respond. Right? I want you to see a response to goodness. At Joppa there was a certain disciple named Tabitha which is translated docas this woman was full of good works and charitable deeds which she did she was full of good works imagine being called a person who is full of goods and then the bible says about jesus how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and power that he went about doing good now but it happened in those days that she became sick and died when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. And since Lida was near Joppa and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming with them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he had come, they brought him to the upper room. And all the widows stood by him, showing the tunics and the garments which Dorcas made which was with them. Her good works became intercession. The prayer points were the tunics and the garments they became intercessions that's all people they just said this look she did this she did this she did this it became intercession and heaven responded the bible says but peter put them all out and knelt down and prayed and turned into the body he said tabitha arise and she opened her eyes and when she saw peter she sat up listen luke was a very deliberate writer If this was only about her resurrection, that's all we'd have known. He was very deliberate to include that this woman was full of good works and her good works spoke for her. Apart from people just loving you by virtue of maybe being your family members (laughs) or because they're just full of the love of God, what good works speak for you? You know, you can just decide, you know what? A lot of people are down right now. Let me just become the most encouraging person. Twice a day, I'll post something just to encourage people. And I'll just check on people. Why? Because I'm just good. And people need some goodness in their lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory. glory. Hey! Yeah. The next one. The next one. Hey! Yeah. Even that, hey, <laughs> it's not in vain, eh? <laughs> I said, hey! <laughs> okay. The Bible says, okay, yeah? That has... Yes. The next one, when you give yourself to a consecrated life of the world, you know, when I was thinking about this point. I've met many people who are principled, but they're not full of the word. Principles can be influenced by many things. Can be influenced by the moral good, the what, the what, the what. But then when you consecrate yourself to the word, there's a holiness about you. There's there's an air about you. There's a presence about you because you're full of the word. The Bible says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. That shows, first, that it's your responsibility for the word of God to dwell in you richly. And then secondly, it can dwell in you poorly. It's, I mean, if we've brought you the bowl of sugar and you've got the water, it's up to you to decide how much sugar to dissolve in the water. He says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. And then, how you can tell if it's dwelling in you, check your conversations with people. Because if it's in you, the word of God prevails over every other thought. It prevails over every other thinking pattern. It becomes the you. A constant created life of the word. You know, um, if you've interacted with people, you can tell when school has started getting in the head of someone. Can I tell you what I mean? Let me tell you how you know. One of the first things that changes is their language. Once you just notice that certain words which were not necessarily part of their vocabulary, all of a sudden, they're using those words. Like They're saying, no, Uh, when I was watching that football match, I did an analysis, and I observed... Oh, this guy never used to say analysis. <laughs> <laughs> then you know that in school, they are asking them a lot about analysis. Yeah. Oh, there's one word I learned when I first stayed in directing with the Apex people. Fuma. Something like that. Fuma? That bone? Fuma? Fema? I'm like, what's that? The bone. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are getting my point. Notice that the more that you interact with knowledge, it's expressed in how you talk. But here's something that I noticed from school. Is that when I was trying to understand why if you read the parable of the sower, observe how the Bible is very clear. It says uh, Jesus was asked what the parable meant. And he said the the seed is the word, right? And then he said there are those who who hear the word and don't understand it. And then Satan comes and steals it away from them. In case you're struggling to understand that, school is a very easy example. Do this. Go for a lecture afterwards. Don't study. And then the devil forgetfulness. Notice how to come and steal all the knowledge from you. You Can enter an exam and wonder, what were we learning? (laughs) Like, when did we learn this? Who's ever there? When did we learn this moment? And you go check your notes and you find it there. (laughs) Praise God. And I always say everyone has that exam that they remember. The one that they passed by the grace of God. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) That one. Which before the exam you were singing to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I-, I had one in second year. I had one in second year. I think second year, psychology. Hmm. I'll never forget that exam. I have a testimony about it. I, I got an A in the CA. And then I arrived for the exam walking like Vince McMahon. (laughs) And then, you know how I knew it was wild? It was one paper. (laughs) One paper. Usually when it's one page, you know that. (laughs) It's either you know or you don't know. (laughs) You know, I'm used to those for seven questions and then pick five and the like. So that one, I knew that. And then the first words they saw were Adam and Eve. I said, I began to thank God for my CA. <laughs> I thanked the Lord for my CA. I said, Lord, you knew what you were doing. <laughs> when the results came out, it may not have been so much above sea level, but <laughs> I just glorified the Lord. But what's my point? My point is, with, you'll notice with education that it's the lecturer's job to teach. It's your job to understand. That's why you are the one who gets graded, they've got their own way of judging lecturers, but ideally a lecturer won't get fired because you didn't pass. They will say it's you as a student who didn't do your part. That's the same way it is with the word of God. The sower's job is to sow seed. It was the same seed that was sown, But everyone's job was to determine what kind of ground they were. And even from the good ground, some produced 100, some produced 60, some produced 30. Notice, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you, that you may bear fruit and that your fruit should last. Now. In John 17 verse 17 it says, sanctify them by the truth. Thy word is truth. The word cleanses, it sanctifies, it separates. God wanting Joshua to be separate from everyone else told him, this book of the law should not depart from thine mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, and be careful to do that which is in it. Then shall your way be prosperous. There is something about a person who lives by the word of God. It says, the just shall live by faith. And there's a verse that I came across. It was ringing in me. I'd read it many times. I'd never focused on it. So last night it was ringing and ringing and ringing. And I went to take a look at it. Luke 11 and verse 27. How many of you know that Mary was blessed? Like it's in the Bible that Mary was blessed. As in the angel met Mary. And you know. And even when Mary met Elizabeth. Don't you remember what Elizabeth said? Blessed are you among all women. Some of you want to finish it. (laughs) You know it by heart. I don't (laughs) So anyways. Mary was blessed simply by being the mother of Jesus. She was blessed. Because she bore. She carried Jesus in her womb. And bore him. She was blessed. She was blessed. Okay? I just wonder what will happen in heaven in the day you yeah, like walking near her. I think i might be the one to do it. And that's the thing, Mary, did you know? <laughs> what will happen if she's to respond, I knew! The angel told me! <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> okay. Now, I want you to see something. Jesus is teaching one day, and then that day there were Pentecostals in the meeting. In case you think these things started now for people shouting, shouting in meetings. (laughs) So, one day Jesus is preaching and there was a Pentecostal. What was the Pentecostal's name? (laughs) Okay. And it happened that as she spoke these things, a certain woman from the crowd Raised her voice and said to him. Now, I can imagine when Jesus would teach it would be a bit noisy. So, this woman must have really raised it for her, for her words to be gotten so eloquently. And notice what she said. She said, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. And you know, you can't blame her for that. Because she was thinking, is she? Don't you think she was thinking to herself like, how blessed is the person who bore this man and nursed this man? That's a huge blessing. But there's a response Jesus gave. Hey. But he said, more than that. In short, there's a bigger blessing than that one more than that blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it hey that's a bigger blessing imagine that's even bigger than Mary's blessing why because you get to conceive it and you get to produce it and you also get to become it hey hey so heaven responds to those who hear the word of God and keep it notice it starts by saying those who hear meaning there's also a blessing in putting yourself in positions where you're hearing the word hey, hey. let's go to the last one very quickly number 7 giving 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 is somebody saying pastor number 7 what was number 2 number 1 was your body as a living sacrifice or holiness. Number two was speaking words. Number three was our service to God. Number four, our prayers. Number five, being good to people. Number six, giving yourself to a consecrated life of the word and number seven, giving. Acts chapter number 10, and I want us to see from verse two or three, let's start from verse two. So there was a man named Cornelius, right? A devout man, one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. Observe the next verse. uh uh-huh. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly, may you see clearly, in a vision, an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And then what happened next? And he observed him. He was afraid. Somebody say he was afraid. afraid. And said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your arms have come up for a memorial before God. His prayers and his giving had climaxed. They had come up for a memorial. Imagine in the Old Testament there were some people who their sins came up as a memorial before God. And he says Sodom just has to be burnt. But this guy, his <laughs> prayers and his giving came up as a memorial before God. That God just said, you know what? He'll be the first Gentile who gets get saved. And the whole lot of Apostle Peter was sent for his sake. Heaven takes note of what you are giving. Heaven takes note of what you are giving. Notice, and how heaven takes note is that heaven also acknowledges your quantity. Luke 21, verse 1 to 4, the story of the woman with two mites, right? Do you remember it? Luke 21, verse 1 to 4. He looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. Uh-huh. and he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, you, this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of the abundance have put in offerings for God, but she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. The, if you measured the fractions, her fraction was higher. Now, doesn't mean that she had gone to buy shawamas first, pizza, And then when she remained with a receipt and two coins she said lord (laughs) this is all i have and it's something that 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 story shouldn't be used as an excuse to give two coins when you give to so many other things what am i trying to say you must grow even in your offerings there is no way when you are earning 500 kwacha. You would give five kwacha offering per week. And when you're owning five thousand kwacha, you're still giving five kwacha offering. Maybe you've added for God a one six kwacha offering per week. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Let our giving reflect the blessing of God that God has given us. Praise God. And our givings come up before God as a memorial. They come up before God as a sacrifice. And I can show you in our final portion of scripture. Philippians 4 verse 16, Paul is talking to the church that was supporting his missionary work. Apart from his tent making and all those other things, Paul had churches that would support his works. And in supporting the works, they were supporting him as a missionary. So it says, for even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. So his needs had been covered by the church in Philippi. Then he said a very interesting statement. How many of you have read or have heard my God shall supply all your needs? Although most people say it as my God shall supply all my needs, right? But the actual context in the verse was my God shall supply all your needs. Interestingly, That verse was a response to something. And I want us to see this. He says, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. So there are accounts. How is your heavenly account looking? What is the fruit in your heavenly account? And it's not measured by the currency of quadra or dollar. It's measured by a higher currency, which is faith. By the way, faith without works is dead. How is your heavenly account looking? Praise God. Hallelujah. How is your heavenly account looking? And don't say, no, I'll start doing this when I start working. If you've not started doing it earlier, it will be very difficult once you start. Money has a spirit. Money. For God to say, you can't save two masters. Then he says, you can't save God and money. He knows what money can do to people. And take money. Hundred quarter tithes. From a 1,000 can be very easy to do. But then harder to remove a 1,000 from a 10. Now observe that. If you don't learn how to dominate money. It will give you reasons. It soothes, it will talk to you nicely. Let me tell you how I know that. Every time I've had more money. you find for 30 seconds you're happy about it. 30 seconds later, it's no longer enough because suddenly your plans have changed. Your thinking has changed. <laughs> from building one house, you feel, you know, you can always build four. I'm t- money. You have to be careful with it. So he says, I see what abounds to your account. How's your account looking? And then he says, indeed, I have all and abound. I am full. Having received from a that name you're going to give your son. Yeah. <laughs> You know that name you're giving your son, right? Epaphroditus, the thing sent from you. Now watch this: a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well pleasing to God. So in heaven, it's received as an acceptable sacrifice. God, ha, ah, that smells good. Who's that one from? Mention your name. And then notice God's response to the sacrifice. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. That's actually a response to the sacrifice. Somebody say glory. Glory. Jesus was very honest. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down. Shaken together shall men give unto your bosom. Praise the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why we have opportunities such as this one, like Partnership Sunday, where we can honor God with our offerings. Something worthwhile, something respectable. Praise God. And so, at this point, have you been blessed, by the way? Is there anyone, very quickly, is there anyone in this place who is not born again and you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus? You want to make it to heaven. You want to have eternal life. This is an opportunity for you. Don't let it pass you down. If there is anyone in that position, just raise your hand. I'll give you a minute. Just raise it and raise it high. Are we all saved? Are we all born again? Even those that are watching, is everyone born again? Okay. If there's perhaps there's somebody watching and you're not saved, say it after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you came in the flesh. You died, you were buried, and you rose again. From this day, I'm born again. Amen. If you've said this prayer, contact us. Contact us immediately. Just send a message or post in, in the platform you're watching from that. I just got born again. And we'll contact you and help you out with your life in the Lord. Somebody say glory to God.
0: service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777 930882 If you are unable to call you can email us on Zambia at gmail.com